Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. We were just cheering and celebrating because she is my first three-timer. She, This is her third time this year. We're not even a year old that she has been on Books Are Chic. One time for a solo project, the second time for a group project, and now she's back for a solo project. And she is literally one of my favorite authors, favorite people. I love her so much. We are here to celebrate her latest book, The Personal Assistant, which in her fashion is a cat and mouse twisty thriller. You don't know where it's going. So good. Um, Miss Kimberly Bell is with me. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so excited. I mean, you are, there's, I feel like a handful of people that will always just say yes. If I'm like, will you come back on? Or if your publicist is like, do you want to have her on? I'm like, are we even asking this question? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's not a question. It's just like, when do you want me? Yeah. I'm I'm like, what is it? Yeah. I'm like, just let me know when the book's coming out. We're making this happen. Um, This book, like I said, so, so good. And I feel like you have such a, a fan following, so all of the fans will agree, but you just keep getting, the, you're just writing these books that get more intricate, more like, I don't know what's happening. I feel like that's just, you have to keep like one upping yourself, but I just love how like, they're just so, I can't put them together. I'm literally up to the last page. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's about the best compliment you can give a thriller author because it is really hard. You know, you don't want to write the same book over and over. Um, And, you know, I, I typically tend to focus in on the husband wife relationships. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, you just want to, you want to do something new. You want to surprise your readers. You don't want to want to write the same kind of story over and over. So it, you know, it's, it's um, challenging, but it's also sometimes really hard. And thriller authors are so smart. They know where you're going with a story. If you're not careful, they've got it figured out from page five. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. So let's go back. We won't, people can go back to, you were on in January and you were here talking about, and I'm totally blanking on the book that came out. My Darling Husband. My Darling Husband, which I had to start and then put away because I was too scared because it was my worst nightmare. (laughs) Then I started it and plowed through and I felt like that was sort of therapeutic. I was like, okay, I can do this, Um, which scared the bejesus out of me, but I loved it so much. (laughs) And then you came on because you're in this fabulous like writing quad with other fabulous thriller authors for your audible original young rich widows which was so so good and since then you guys are writing another audible original yes we are we are almost done with the first draft we have to turn it in by the end of the year so it's called desperate deadly widows and it's book two in the widows series which is so fun i know people should listen to that <laughs> i know if it's you're- it's such a blast, you know, to actually write with other people because writing is so solitary normally. And this is a great group. It's Kate Hollihan, Vanessa Lilly, and Lane Fargo. And the four of us um, just have a blast. We have weekly Zooms. We have one tomorrow morning and 
Um, we talked through, you know, the chapters that we just turned in and then the next chapters that are coming up and we just have a lot of fun and it's, it's very different than writing a solo book. Um, so yeah, I get a lot of energy from it. You guys are such a fun group and I had the best time chatting with you and I loved you guys recently like went on a retreat up this way in Rhode Island, right? Which looked so we fun. did. Yes, we did. We went um, and because Vanessa lives in Providence and our, our stories are set in Providence. So we, you know, did some research. We looked at some some potential places to set our scenes. We bonded. We, you know, read tarot cards. We did, we did everything. It was so much fun. That is so fun. And it was so fun to to watch you guys. But I love that you like, I love that you do both. I love that you have this like thriving solo career and then you can just join in. And like you said, it's probably so fun for you because writing is so solitary and you can, you know, chat with people here and there, but for the most part, it's just you and your words. And with this, it's such like a, a fun um, dynamic, but okay. So yeah. let's jump into the personal assistant because it was such an interesting premise. I was analyzing like just how even if you just have somebody like not even just a personal assistant but when you're working with people and the amount of like information like you give to people for you know if you're applying for a job or an HR like everything is just out there and so it really made me like think um so I'm so curious how, how did you get the idea for this book well, it's kind of something that came to me just because of the way that I um, operate on social media as an author. You know, we're really expected by our publishers to put ourselves out there and to be mm -hmm. available and, you know, to post regularly. And so, you know, you you always have to walk this fine line between, you know, putting your your life out there for people to see the parts of it that you want them to see, but holding back at the same time on like the really personal private stuff. And on top of that, you don't really know once you hit send or upload or whatever post, you don't really know how people are going to respond to it. So mm -hmm. one wrong word or one, you know, kind of maybe not well thought through post can hit and go really wrong really fast. And it hasn't happened to me and I'm knocking on some wood, Knock on wood. but you know, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it happen to others and it, it's like a runaway train. You can't stop it. You can just, you're kind of at the mercy of, you know, how far people are going to, going to take it. So, um, that kind of got me thinking and I was like, well, what if, you know, cause influencers, that is a fascinating thing to me anyway, just like, you call yourself an influencer and how do you make money and who are you influencing? And it's just a, it's just such a new and different way of, of, you know, building a career. I was fascinated by that. And I thought, well, what if we have an influencer and the people on the other side reading the post are maybe not people with the best intentions. Um, and it just kind of, kind of snowballed from there. Now, I am fascinated by this too, because I, um, I like don't understand, like, I don't even understand how people make so much money influencing. And like, when we say so much money, it's like a ridiculous amount of money. And I always think like, how can you, like, how can that be sustainable? Like, 
will people influence forever? Is it only going to keep getting like more elevated? Like I have so many thoughts and questions because of course, like we are addicted to our phones, always scrolling and looking. There's always somebody that you, if you go down like a wormhole, you'll find somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this person. And they have a gazillion followers. And then you're, you know, watching all their reels or videos. There was like a makeup person I was watching the other day and I'm like spending all this time just watching her, what products or whatever. But I agree. Like I just, it is such a, like you have to be so bold and you have to be consistent Mm -hmm. with it in order to like make a serious career out of it. And, you know, sometimes you read people's comments and you're like, oh my God, it's a lot. Yes. Never read the comment section. (laughs) No, but it, it is true. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I always thought you go to a an office, you work at a job and you get paid by somebody. But these are people who are kind of, you know, paving their own way and figuring out how to, you know, turn a bunch of followers into money. And um, like you see in my book too, it kind of can, you can get swept away with it. And maybe when you started, the intentions that you had when you started kind of get um, stretched in ways you don't expect because, you know, often your followers are like, you're paying attention to what they respond to, um, maybe crossing some lines that you wouldn't normally cross just to, you know, um, you know, have posts that people are, that you're making money off of. So in Alex's case, in the personal assistant, you know, she, she gets, she calls herself unapologetically Alex, but the longer this goes on, the more that she's maybe not so authentic. She's, you know, a lot of lines get fuzzy because are you doing it for the money or are you doing it because you really believe in this product, whatever it is that you're hawking at the moment. Okay, and she has two 12 year old daughters who call her out on it too. They're like, mom, you're so fake. I she's love like, what that. What do you mean I'm fake? give us that's a good segue give us like your elevator pitch of the book and then we can sort of elaborate on this because um I just have I just am so curious like things that you discovered while researching stuff because I have so many thoughts too (laughs) right so the personal assistant is about an influencer named Alex and she um has a little bit too much to drink one night and posts something wakes up the next morning finds this post and it has gone viral, but in the worst possible way. Um, So she calls her personal assistant, a girl named AC um, for help kind of doing damage control, but AC has gone silent. And then in the hours that and days that pass, it turns out that AC is actually missing and the police come looking to Alex and her uh, family for answers. And there's so many other layers to it, like creepy layers to it. But yes, AC is <laughs> right. AC is missing, but is AC who AC says she is? <laughs> exactly. There's so many exactly. things to it. But so okay, so you I mean, you're on social media, you know all these things, like we mentioned before, you, you know, obviously see influencers, but did you have to do like research on it? Like, did you do like a deep dive on like big influencers? Like, what did you sort of read up to, to, to understand this world? Cause I feel like I'm sure there's so much that you probably could read about this. 
Well, there's so much and it changes so fast. Yeah. You know, they're like people, you have a lot of influencers who are a flash in the pan. They're big for a minute and then they just kind of fade away or they can't figure out a way to stay relevant. But what I did a lot of research into is, are the ones that, you know, had, that basically got canceled for something, for saying something or for something in their past coming out and just kind of how that went down. Because, um, you know, that's a big part of this story is like all these people come out of the woodwork and just latch on to this thing that Alex posted um, and she loses complete control of the situation and it turns all too real. People start, you know, they, she gets docs, people show up at her house. Like it turns into, you know, what was once an online thing turns into real danger. And that happens a lot. I found a lot of, um, instances where, you know, people are really physically threatening, like, it's crazy. I don't, that like gives me anxiety. I mean, I don't like, I would just be like, it would make me too anxious because like all eyes are on you. And like, like in this mm-hmm. case with Alex and this, you know, post going viral where, you know, she didn't want it to go viral. I always think about, you know, how you're like, well, I deleted it, but it's like, it even if it's up for like a second, someone saw it. People could screenshot it. Like, it's so, to me, that's so anxiety provoking. Like, and I'm not posting, I mean, I'm not an influencer in any way and I'm not posting anything that's, you know, earth shattering. But I think of these people who have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. And if you like accidentally video, you know, or something, how like scary that would be. Right. And you know what? One thing that Alex is dealing with in this story, like I said, she has these two twin 12 year old daughters. Um, and you know, she's, they've been on her, uh, Instagram page for years and years and years. And people have kind of seen them grow up, but when all of a sudden people start coming after Alex and maybe her family, you know, it's not just herself. She's thinking about, she's thinking about her husband or her two daughters. Like it's, you know, it, 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 it snowballs into a much bigger thing when you've got other people on your, on your, uh, on your page. And I did do some research into that too. And, and found a couple of influencers who were like, I'm taking my kids off. Like these people are crazy. I don't want, I can't do this to my family. I mean, yeah, especially, Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but once it's out there, there's no, there's no deleting from the internet, you know, it's out there. I know. And that is like the most, I don't like frightening thing, but there are so many, you know, I feel like if you're an influencer, you have sort of a niche in something that you're influencing, whether books, beauty, clothes, cooking, whatever. And some people really, their thing is like the family dining, like, you know, kids clothes, like I bought and and I just like don't. And yeah, like you just, if it's like a huge influencer, you do know the whole family is like, oh, her husband, you know, oh, her husband or oh, like the her kids or you know, you just know mm-hmm. as if you follow those those big people. And it's funny, I um listened to a podcast about I'm blanking on what the podcast was about, but it was about um oh gosh, I'm totally blanking on the girl's name. She's like big. She has a book out and everything. She's like a huge, not even an influencer, but like a self-help person. And people were disagreeing with what she was saying and stuff. And there was this whole podcast about it because 
like she was putting out all this stuff thinking her followers would be all into it. And then people started reading into it being like, you know, this is not what it seems. And was it, you know, like cult followers and, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. And like I said, you know, once you put something up there, once you hit share, you lose all control over how people respond to it. So, you know, even, even opposed with the best intentions can sometimes fall in a completely wrong way. And, um, yeah. And cancel culture is a big thing, you know? Right. And when do you do like, have to do like damage control and stuff and how, like, I mean, it's one, it's almost like you want to get all the followers, but the more followers you get, it's like, the more tech, like, it's yeah. like the more money, more problems. It's like more followers, yeah. more problems. Like you have For such sure. a wide yeah. audience of who knows who. And like, you see celebrities too post, um, like we'll share, you know, things if people DM or whatever, like mean, like really mean, awful things. And I'm just like, is it worth, like, is that even worth it? I don't know. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I know. I can't even imagine. Did you? I don't think like, so. But I, you know, if you've got like a butt load of money coming in, maybe you, maybe you think, oh, I can ignore the haters for a little bit. Did you know. look into that angle? Like, I know people obviously get like paid posts, sponsored posts, but like, did you look into any side of that when you were, when you were researching? Like the money part? you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And looked at how people are monetizing their following, you know, so a lot of times like it, and this is part in the book too, it's, you know, they, um, writing a book. If you've got a big following, you can get a big advance. They want you to write a book, you know, so that, and that kind of amplifies your following as well. Um, you know, the sponsored posts, the, um, lots of goodies lots of goodies like crazy amounts of goodies like nice (laughs) you know clothes shoes vacations the whole thing yeah so yeah it's you know it just depends on how far you're willing to go um you know to to I hate using this word but kind of prostitute yourself for you know for the money if it if it fits your brand whatever your brand is that you know you're you're uh, presenting yourself as if it fits your brand, like, and it gives you good money. Yeah. And the more follows you followers you have, the more you can demand per post. Right. And get more free goodies. I always think of, yeah. um, or it makes, it made me think of when you were just talking, um, I watch Southern charm and one of the cast members this season, she, um, is like an influencer, but when she was being introduced into the show, she talks about how she had, I think she just had a blog and now she makes like all this money. And I'm just like, it's just so interesting. The evolution of it, the evolution of some influencers, Mm -hmm. like they just started out doing something. Like there's some people who I feel like literally are like, I'm just going to start being an influencer. And that probably is like a rat race because everybody, I feel like, you know, wants to be an influencer but yeah I think the the really interesting ones and the ones that kind of have staying power are the ones that have found like their kind of niche they're saying something or doing something a little bit different or a little bit more um 
new and interesting. And um, yeah, and then the trick is, you know, hold your spot because there are a bunch of others gunning for it. And they'll, you know, there are so many influencers. I can hardly imagine that this is a this is something that'll stay the way it is right now. I think it's so quickly evolving. I mean, who knows where we'll be even two years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the same people will still be influencers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in this book, you're, you're telling it from three different, per, you're talking from three different perspectives through the chapters. And, um, and I was saying before, I feel like you keep one up in yourself. You always have like these, it's always like each chapter you're just digging towards to like, where is this going? How are you going to get there? And so for you, how do you just keep like flexing that muscle and staying so strong in that? Like, how do you keep the thrills just coming? Because like you said, it's so hard. It is so hard. And I don't, I don't really know. I just know that, you know, the, the, like I said, I always want to try and do something a little bit differently. Um, and, um, yeah. And so I, I, I do outline before I sit down to write. So Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time thinking through my story before I write the first word. So, um, like with this story, I knew that, you know, it was going to be those three points of views. It's Alex, the influencer, her husband, Patrick, and then, um, a girl named Anne Claire, Anna Claire, um, and those are the past chapters that is, um, I can't remember. It was probably in the nineties, maybe something yeah, like the, that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, I just knew going in that those were the one, those were the people who were going to be telling the story and, um, you know, what my big twists were going to be. And, um, and then I just kind of create this outline to, to move me through the story. Um, but like I said, it's a pretty, it's a pretty detailed outline. When I sit down to write, it's usually, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 pages of chapter one, this happens, chapter two, this happens. Yeah. So. Do you do the same thing when you're, when you're doing, um, when you're writing with in the group, do you do the same thing for when you are doing the chapters that you're doing and just really outline yes. them? That's yeah. just your way. Yeah. And yeah, that's just our way. And I think that's probably the only way you could ever write a book with other people because otherwise it would take you forever. Cause we each write a chapter a week. So that's four chapters a week that we're turning in. So I know where the chapter that comes before me ends, where I pick it up, where I'm supposed to end mm-hmm. and then where the next character chapter begins. So we, we have a really, um, uh, big outline as well. Pretty, pretty detailed outline as well. And yeah. okay. So that you're, that you're still working on. So that'll be coming out and the personal assistant comes out in two weeks, which by the time we air this, people will be able to get their hands on it. Um, but have you already jumped into, you're going to be launching this book, but have you already jumped into 2023's solo book? Yes. And it'll probably, I'm guessing be a 2024 book um, just because I turn it in, in uh, April, I think I have to turn it in, but I'm already like almost 80,000 words, which is, you know, closing in on the end. Um, Typically my books are like somewhere between 90 and 95,000. So I'm almost there. I have probably three more chapters to write and then a lot of fixing and editing to do, 
before it's ready for my editor's eyes. But um, that is a book. It's called The Paris Widow. I'm going international. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You did just (laughs) announce this. Yes. And I have been uh, pushing for this for so long. I I, like, you know me, I spend a lot of time in Amsterdam and I would love to write a story set there. And they were like, well, let's start with Paris. But of course, she makes a uh, road trip to Amsterdam. So there are some Dutch, Dutch things in it. And it's an American couple who are in Paris on vacation when there's a freak like explosion. They don't know what happened, but he is um, one of the victims. And then the police um, come to her after a day or two and they say not only is he one of the victims, but he was the target and that it was a bombing. So. Um, she's trying to figure out, of course, what her husband was involved in. And um, that yeah, sounds... the Paris widow. I'm super excited about it. I'm having a lot of fun writing it. Oh, good. I feel like, yeah, you needed to go Euro. I think because I think so we too. never know where you are. And then you'll just post some <laughs> fabulous post. And I'm like, oh, she's back in Amsterdam or wherever. And I'm like, so you needed to. I feel like this will suit you well. And, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. And who doesn't love like a, you know, Euro thriller? I mean, it's like so glam. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. I'm having a lot of fun. You know, any excuse to go to Paris, right? I guess. Did to, you go? Uh, do a little research. We did. We went um, this past summer. We were in Paris just for a few days. And, um, when I was actually pitching or putting together the outline for the story, we went to Paris as well and did a little, did a little walking around. Yeah. So fun. I love that. Okay. So we'll stay tuned for that, but you did, you did just announce that. So that's super exciting. Um, Okay. Now we jazzed up the chic list because you've answered the, you've answered the original chic list question. So I needed to throw in (laughs) special, like Kimberly Bell chic list question. So people listening, you're not going to be like, oh, we already know the answers because these are going to be some new questions. But I kept in some ones because I always am curious to know um, what you're watching and reading. So first one, current binge series. Um, I'm actually in the middle of Shantaram. Have you watched it? I haven't. It's but based I've, on a book. Yeah, I've heard the book is incredible. Yes. The book is probably, gosh, I don't know, maybe 10 years old. It's been mm-hmm. out for a while. Um, and I think it's either on HBO or Apple, um, but it's fabulous. And it's about this guy who, um, he escapes from prison in Ireland, maybe, and then goes to India and kind of goes underground and um, gets caught up with, you know, um, in the in the slums in Bombay. And um, it's just fabulous. It's great. It's like set in the, I think in the eighties when there were lots of like tourists going there for drugs and shenanigans and um, it's fabulous. Okay. Ooh, that does sound good. Did you read the book too or no? I did not read the book. My husband read the book and he loved it, but uh, I just never got around to it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds really good. Okay. Last favorite book and current read. Um, I'm just starting Megan Collins' book for next year, which is called Thicker Than Water, maybe? I can't remember yes. the exact, but it's, yes, Thicker Than Water. So I'm just starting that. That's my current read. And the last book that I read that I loved, loved, loved was um, 
The Last Housewife, Ashley. Oh, uh, so good. Winston. So good, right? Yes. So good. Like one of my favorites Fans. of the year. It was so messed up. I agree. I agree with all that. But it was. it's one of my favorites for this year, too. Yeah, I loved, I loved it. it. I loved it. Loved it. Okay. Um, name something chic. I don't know if this changed for you. So that's why I'm re-asking. <laughs> <laughs> so my latest chic thing is, and I've never been a perfume person, but now I've like all of a sudden gotten into perfume. I don't know what wow. that is about. What's your favorite like scent right I don't now? Know. Well, my latest favorite is uh, Baccarat, the red one. Mm-hmm. It's stupidly expensive. <laughs> So it's okay. Like stupidly expensive, but it is just one of those things that, and if you smell it on somebody, you're always like, oh, I know what they're wearing. It's like very distinctive um, scent and it's my favorite lately. I love that. See, you didn't have that answer the last time. So I knew it would change. Okay. New question. <laughs> favorite cocktail. Ooh. Um, well, like my everyday kind of, normal drink is just white wine. I love a Sauvignon Blanc, but if I'm going to have a cocktail, my latest is Paloma. Mm-hmm. You know oh, that? It's like yes. with oh, tequila and grapefruit. And, uh, grapefruit. Oh, so good. It's so good. So it's good. Like and what's your, it, <laughs> which is a problem. <laughs> what's your favorite um, Sauv? Like, do you have a my favorite? favorite what? Your favorite Sauvignon um, Blanc. Yeah, like I love thing. a Sancerre. A French yeah. Sancerre. They're my favorite. Really They're nice and fruity and a little tart. And um, yeah, yum. yum. Yum, yum, yum. Okay. Um, must have beauty item at the moment. I added at the moment because it could have changed from the last time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you always um, have great yeah. beauty things. Oh, I have a new one. Um, my must have that I've that I've really gotten into that I love is um, who is um, the Spice Girl who's married to Victoria uh, the Beckham. soccer player? Yeah, yes. Victoria Beckham. Victoria Beckham has these um, eyeliners. They're gel, but then they can smear out. And so you can have them like really, they're waterproof too. So you can have like a sharp line or you can smear it out and make it all very smoky. And I love those things. They're the best. Oh, I'm going to try. Check one, check them out. I like, I actually, I like all the colors that I've gotten, but make sure to get, she sells the um, sharpeners and I've used other sharpeners and they don't do as well with them. So pay the extra, I don't know, two bucks for her sharpener. Cause you'll, it, it works best with her own sharpener, but they're great. Okay. I love them. Oh, those sound really good. Okay. Um, this original question, but she wanted to see if it changed. If you could name a lipstick after a book, what would you call it? And what shade would it be? <laughs> oh, no, I'm so bad at this. Um, what did I say last time? I probably had a husband. husband um, my darling husband. You probably did my darling themed. husband. I think so. So. Yeah. I think, I think Alex would be probably, you know, a very, um, uh, very subtle pink. Um, I'm the worst at these names, though. You could call it just the influ- Help me out. influential yes. or something. Influential. I love it. And it's like <laughs> this baby pink, you know, a little shiny. I love it. Yes. Okay. Love that. Okay. New. 
What's your favorite thriller book? I know you ha- probably have a gazillion, but just give me one that like is your a tried and true like go to. Um, I loved um, Pretty Things from Janelle Brown. that was really good have you read that yes that's about the the twin sisters and the cult no it's the one before oh okay what am I thinking of that's the one I just read of hers that's her latest okay that's the pretty things is about the the stealing and there's like yes Yes. she's so and one of the one of the girls in it is an influencer but yes. she doesn't, she doesn't, she hasn't quite figured out how to monetize it. She just gets like free shoes and stuff. But um, yeah, no, it's great. I loved that book. I thought it was really, really super clever. And there was a twist in there that when it came, I was like, what? And usually I see those twists coming. Yeah. But this one, I was like, uh-uh. She's really good. I feel like mm-hmm. I might need to reread that. Or maybe I'm getting confused with the one I just read. Um, okay, this is new because we went, we visit the 90s in The Personal Assistant. What's your favorite 90s thriller movie? Because they don't oh, – I was literally just with a friend. We went and saw the 30th anniversary of The Bodyguard. and <gasps> Loved it. I know. And – it's like they just don't make thrillers like that anymore in mm-hmm. the sense that, like, it really was thrilling. Like, you were, like, you know, mm-hmm. the whole cabin scene, like, everything was, like, so tense. And they do make good thrillers now. And, like, I feel like there's a lot of scary movies. It's a lot of, like, screaming and whatever. But I don't know. There are some. There's so many 90s thriller movies that I feel mm-hmm. like you just can't touch. Yeah, I agree with that. And the one that comes to mind is, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was with um, Harrison Ford and he comes home and his wife has been murdered. And then he goes oh, on the, the fugitive, run. the fugitive was, is that nineties? No. Yes, that is nineties. And that's exactly what I'm talking about Yay. because that was so tense. So yes. tense. Yes. So okay. tense. And you're rooting for him the whole time. Yes. And he looks guilty, but you know he's not. Mm-hmm. And he's just, and he's so cute. <laughs> he He's so cute. That was, that's what I'm saying. And like, um, like single white female. Um, yes. The one I'm thinking of, um, sleeping with the enemy. Like they just don't make them like that. They were so, so good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. What's one of your favorite accounts on Instagram? Um, so I love the Betches. Yeah. You follow the Betches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's one, um, they're, sometimes they cross post with each other and it's, uh, something Jerry. It might be fuck Jerry. Oh, fuck Jerry. Yes. (laughs) My husband's a huge fan, huge fan of that. So funny. Yes. So funny. It's all oh my like God, I super love that you said random that. weird stuff, but yes. yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. Last question. What has been the most influenced purchase you've ever made from Instagram? Like, what have you been like? This keeps popping up. I am buying it. Oh gosh. <laughs> so many. And you know what? I'm actually also a sucker for, um, there are a couple on TikTok that, and there are actually a couple of beauty 
people that I follow there and I'm like, oh, I'm buying it. And I like actually took notes and then went and bought some of their products. Um, a lot of the ordinary stuff. There was one girl who was going on and on about the ordinary. Do you know that brand? No, but now you're influencing me. It's skincare. Yeah. Ordinary. And, um, uh, oh gosh, uh, Deepology. That's another one that I bought from, that was from TikTok. It wasn't Instagram, but Deepology. It's D-E-P-O-L, I guess, Deepology. And then um, they have these under eye patches that have like the little micro needle things in them. Oh. And you sleep with them on. I know. Check them out. They're Ooh. always sold out because of TikTok and these influencers. <gasps> and they have these uh, um, serums. One's Matrixel that I use. And the other one is like for um, you know, uh, to brighten your skin and they're both great. Okay. See, I didn't know about these things. Now you've been it me. out. See, this yeah, is the ripple effect you. of influencing. It's like, <laughs> where'd you get that? How'd you find that? I yeah. love it. Exactly. Well, I am going to have you on till the end of time for every book that you I write. Um, for everything that you do, I'm just going to keep having you on and you'll just be the reigning supreme queen of books or chic. <laughs> I love it. It's which I love, which I love. <laughs> and everybody needs to read your back catalog. I say it every time, but they really do. And now we can add the personal assistant, um, which is so, so good. And you have Audible now, which people should go on and, and read Young Rich Widows, which or listen, which was so, so good. And we can look for it. When does that come out? Is that coming out in 2023? Maybe. Yes. And I don't have a date. Hopefully it'll be, you know, the end of the spring, early summer um, is what we're hoping for. So. Okay, fun. So fun. Well, thank yeah. you as always. Of and where, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, always. And where can everyone follow you so we can be influenced by you on Instagram? <laughs> so I am I am everywhere. Um but you can find all my links on kimberlybellbooks.com. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. Perfect. We'll follow you everywhere. But thank you so much again. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in.